an Ironic Media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. There's such polarity happening with the diversity of views. I see from a spiritual aspect, from kind of like a spiritual war aspect of light versus dark. And the dark, we've been living in the dark ages for eons. And as this new light is coming in, it's really asking for this unification. That's part of the ascension process is oh, a unification. I love it. Right? It makes me melt. I know. It's, it's just idea of so good. Like if people ever <laughs> understood that we are really one. I know. And you'd stop kind of having this adversity that, that happens. Happens. But I was tuning into how this aspect of polarity is playing out and how the dark is trying to kind of continue to kind of pin people against each other. If you look at each side of the spectrum of people's belief systems currently, it's very, very solidified. There is no changing their minds on both sides, but they both want the same thing. They both want safety. They both want their loved ones to be safe. They both want the science to come out. They both want the truth. Welcome to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right, today on the podcast, I have Jean Atman, and she is a soul sister that I have just met. I just love her energy. I saw her face, and I was like, boom, done. I'm talking to her. (laughs) She's got some good info for you all today. So she has been working with people, helping to raise their consciousness for over 21 years. She is amazing. You are into energy work. You're into coaching on a soul level. You do all kinds of amazing things about timelines. First of all, welcome to the show, Jean. (laughs) Thank you. We've been talking for a few minutes like we usually do. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat with you. (laughs) Yeah, you've been through an interesting journey this past year. Obviously, everybody has, but yours has looked a little different. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's it has been very very interesting. I've been on this personal journey, you know, for a lifetime, lifetimes probably <laughs> by now, but I seem to have sort of compartmentalized the process through. So, I grew up in a really tumultuous household, very toxic, and so when you grow up like that, you bring certain belief systems with you. So, mm-hmm. it kind of started out by unearthing and unpacking all those old belief systems because I was really tired of drawing in similar experiences. So I started with the mental body and all the belief systems, graduated into the emotional body with all the triggers and the emotions that were stopped and stagnant, really getting into the energy body to see where those stagnations lie, what my chakras doing, all of that. Certainly the spiritual body has been in play this whole time with the evolutionary process of our lifetimes. And recently I've gotten into the physical body (laughs) and they kind of threw me in. It was perfectly timed, of course, when COVID hit, when everything kind of shut down that I happened to be in a completely debilitated state where I really couldn't do anything. So it was nice to be able to kind of have the rest of the world shut down at the same time because it really gave me permission just to be in my stuff and not feel like I should be. And they always say, don't shit all over yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Should be, you know, going out and doing things. And the mission as light workers and light warriors that we do is wanting to save the world. 
Mm. So I ended up with a chronic illness, left me completely fatigued. My vision started to deteriorate. I couldn't see. Um, I couldn't drive because I couldn't see. I had no energy. And thankfully, my daughters are old enough to not only take care of themselves, but also now take care of me. I've always been the caretaker of everyone. (laughs) Even if I didn't have anything in me, you know, we just sort of rally and we show up. We're always Mm -hmm. the strong ones, you know? So to be on the other side of that was super uncomfortable. (laughs) And I know that- And humbling. Extremely humbling. (laughs) You don't realize how much that momentum is moving the other direction until you're thrown into something where you have to shift gears. So it taught me a ton about how I was excessively living in one way that obviously and clearly wasn't serving me. So this past year, I went through, you know, why am I healing or not healing this way, living in this place for so long and, but finally feeling like I could give myself permission to rest because if I'm feeling good, or if I could pull energy from somewhere, I would rally and keep going. And I got to a point where I couldn't do that. And I couldn't show up for other people. I couldn't even take care of myself. So I did all the right things that you're supposed to do when you're trying to heal through stuff and I'm detoxing my body and I'm really cautious about what I'm eating. I'm resting all these things, but I was realizing that I wasn't healing. And as a healer, (laughs) when you're not healing, (laughs) you're like, what is up? So I finally, I didn't really do any of my own work during that time because I was just so tired. I didn't even care to do it. I just wanted to lay there and just sleep. So when I finally started to get a little bit more energy, I went into my field and I was like, what's going on? Why aren't we healing? And what came through, the only time you give yourself permission to rest is when you're too sick to do anything. And I was like, damn, I know, right? <laughs> you know, because I, uh, that was so true. So when I started to feel better, I instantly jumped back into what do my girls need? What do my clients need? What do I need to do? Um, And so I thought, okay, so I have to be really a lot more mindful to be able to take care of my needs, even when I'm feeling good. So that became my practice. And then I started to heal. Shocker. I know. (laughs) So, And then I was led to more people to support that healing. And it just continues to get better and better and improve and improve. But until we can see why we're in our own way, we can't really get out of it. So I feel like this is that last puzzle piece of kind of a sense of wholeness about how to really move into the new from a completely healed state as much as as we can always be on this crazy evolutionary path. Wow. I feel like so similar because I recently just hurt my knees really badly on Friday and it's only been almost a week, but I swear it was the universe being like, sit down. (laughs) We've been talking to you (laughs) because, you know, unfortunately we're so awake and so aware we hear so much. We know so much that we're getting a lot of messages, but sometimes we will, we will miss the messages that are for us. I had been getting the same message over and over and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll like, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll do that. I promise. And sure enough, I had said that enough times that the universe was like, "Hmm, guess what? (laughs) Now you can't walk. <laughs> so I I laid that weekend, you know, last weekend in bed all weekend. And I was like, okay, surely I'll be fine. I got the message. Okay, I'm going to do it. They've been healing pretty quickly compared to what I did. But if you need to hear a message, sometimes that's the best thing to do is the, the universe. I always say they throw a pebble at you, then a rock, and then the boulder comes. That was the boulder for me. 
And it really was just me sliding across the floor, you know, racing my son, stupidly trying to beat him. I don't even know why. But um, yeah, my knees went out from underneath me. It wasn't even from a soccer game that I was playing. And I thought to myself, like, what is the point of all this? I was just so happy playing soccer. So when you start asking questions like that, that's when you get the answers like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. And they're always multidimensional in nature as well, right? It's not just one message. There's several messages and layers mm-hmm. and things like that. Thank you for sharing all that because, you know, it is hard and humbling when we are healers and we're not healing. That can be very frustrating. And mm-hmm. my my journey definitely was around the physical first. And then it was like I worked yeah. my way from there because I had been chronically ill all my life. So mm. you're hugely into transformation, obviously, with mm-hmm. your clients. What do you think is the number one thing that we're missing when we're trying to transform our lives? Boy, <laughs> there's there's several, but try to simplify. I... I see a lot of programs that are just super innate. And if you think about a program, it's programming in, it's streaming through. So a lot of our belief systems are tied to the subconscious belief systems from our own experience, as well as our ancestry. All of those things kind of move forward. So until people are sort of aware of what they're thinking, how they're creating their lives, it's really hard to make change. Mm-hmm. So first, you really need to understand what's happening in your inner worlds. And in order to do that, you know, I say curiosity is your best friend. It's just a matter of being curious. What's going on in there? Why do I feel this way? Why do I think this way? Why do I believe this? Just start challenging those things that that are coming to you very, very organically and naturally. And then you're always going to be on path, but it's sort of elevating your consciousness that there's a different way of doing things than you've been doing before. And if you want change, the best way to do that is to choose to do something different, either in a different way or completely abandon what you've been doing and choose something completely different. So I think that's a really important piece. A lot of people would push back and say, it's not so easy to choose. I know um, it feels that way. So, well, so what do you suggest? Because I always tell people meditation to realize what they're thinking. But then it's like, what tool or how, other than just choosing, what do you think they could do? Mm-hmm. That's where, as you know, I'm sure energy healing is huge in this component. Because when you when these programs are streaming through, they're literally part of your energetic field. And sometimes when it feels really hard to choose, it's because it's kind of like this huge wave that's coming in and to try to stop that wave feels next to impossible sometimes. Mm -hmm. So when you get into the energetic clearing aspect of things, you shift the field, you shift the program and the way that that program streams through. And so when, and I, you know, when you move energy, it's attached to all the emotions, it's attached to the belief systems, it's attached to the trauma. So to me, that's always the easiest access point to shift gears. Right. And For instance, in my clients, if they're dealing with a program that they just can't seem to break free of, we clear the energy and all of a sudden free will and choice becomes much easier. Yep. Yeah. So the way that I see it is, you know, basically when you uh, release those layers and that trauma and those beliefs, the neural network changes in the brain and then all of a sudden their truth comes in and it actually seems like ludicrous that they ever believed anything else. It's just been so eye-opening seeing people go through that transformation time and time again, where they're just like, wow, how did I believe that? Like, I can't (laughs) believe I believe that. And that was my truth. And now it seems so far away, like I can't even touch it. And it's it's cool because you see it's outside the field. um, And it's no longer running that program. I mean, I I took a computer class program when I was in college because I was like, clearly, I'm not going to be a psychologist (laughs) because... I didn't want to hear people's problems all day and not be able to really change them because it felt like it was just like 
a flawed system. So mm-hmm. I was like, then computer programming must be it. <laughs> Yes. I don't know why I chose that. I probably was like drunk or something and online and like being like, this one is at noon or something. Right. Um, but I tell you what, it helped me with this whole idea of reprogramming the brain because when we get rid of these beliefs, these traumas and things like that, it's like taking out the a one and putting a zero in and changing the code. Like that's all we're really yeah. doing. And it's hard for people to understand that. But you also don't understand most of the time how your cell phone works or the TV or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. the way it is. It works. I love that you're totally on board with all that. It's, it is so transformational. Right now in the world, we are experiencing massive transformations, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's one way to put it, I guess. And also, I believe that this has been our dark night of the soul as a globe, right? Yes, for sure. So what are your thoughts on what's going on right now? Well, we've been working towards this process of ascension forever. And we knew that 2020 was going to be this big year of breakthrough. We had no idea. We're all excited, right? We're like, yay, we're going to be awakened. It's going to be this beautiful utopian society. (laughs) It's like, well, you got a little bit of cleanup to do first. Right. Everything. Yeah. It's like you clean up the body, clean up the planet. Like, yeah. (laughs) Same thing. So no one could have seen or foreseen how this was going to play out. But we have a huge opportunity within this because the whole world is shut down. So it's like, stop with the busyness of all the to-dos. Stop with all this craziness. Start to listen to what's going on in your immediate reality and Mm -hmm. see if that fits. And you see a lot of people, their relationships crumbled because when you're stuck with somebody that you don't really vibe with Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you can't go anywhere, it gets really clear what's working and what's not. You know, so we've had this beautiful opportunity to explore really what's working, what's not. But within the planet, this uh, planet's ascension, we have a lot more light codes coming in right now. And so we know as more light comes in, it illuminates everything that's been in the dark, hidden, suppressed, ignored, rejected. So we're seeing, we're having the opportunity to see all these places and these pieces of self that have been hidden. And more lights continuing to pump in and more and more. So you have to purge when this happens, or you can choose to grip onto the old and it's, it's feels more of a struggle because you're fighting. No, you're fighting this massive current. So it takes a lot to be in a resistance, but what I've been seeing in, in some, you know, the, some of the collective is people are in massive amounts of resistance, like massive amounts, or they're ready to go. You know, it's, it's kind of like one way or the other, there's really no middle ground that I'm seeing right now, Mm -hmm. which is such an interesting thing because before you could see people along the spectrum of where they are in their evolutionary path. Mm -hmm. But now people are really kind of choosing like, nope, where you want to, you know, latch onto the old or heck no, none of that worked anyways. Let's go into something different. Right. And the way I see that is third chakra is resistance. Those people are in third chakra healing mode which they don't wouldn't call it that because they're just in things are either right or wrong or black or white or judgment, that kind of energy. Or they're like, listen, do what do you they're in the fourth chakra. It's like love on yourself. What makes you happy? How do you want to serve? How do you want to connect? That's where people are at. And it is hard seeing it for sure. Being an empath. I mean, every day it, it, it is hard to watch. We've really needed to, as empathic people, as light workers, as star seeds, however people want to frame their experience here, it has really challenged us, I think, too, at such a deep level because that old desire to help 
you know, you really, and we've been learning to discern who is ready for you know, forward movement and who just kind of wants to stay where they are. It's, it's how much responsibility is it actually of each person's to take for other people, recognizing mm-hmm. that we've been taking way too much responsibility for other people for far too long. No, no, definitely. <laughs> I know. Especially if you're an empath, you've been doing that. I mean, it's oh just, my gosh, it's not your fault. It's because our fields are so permeable and we feel what other people want from us that we feel yeah. responsible that we actually I should do it because they're in our field. But if we could just get them out of our field, we don't feel that responsibility. So it's important to clear your field. Yes. Cutting cords, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even with people that, that, you know, your kids, even it's important to cut cords with even your kids because you don't need to be feeling people's stuff all the time. Oh my God. Can I tell you something crazy? Yeah. Last night I sneezed randomly out of a sleep twice and my son sneezed twice out of a sleep. Same exact time. I was like, are you kidding me? He was all the way down the hall and I heard him. I was like, that's so nuts. I'm like, man, we are connected. And then I remembered when he was little, if I thought of him, he would start crying on the monitor. I was like, wow, we, we need to like, seriously. Yeah. Separate. I mean, we even talked this morning about when you were doing a clearing for your dog and oh, right. I was in the middle of an appointment and I started crying and I didn't know why. And our energies were already aligning this morning and I was crying for no reason. And then I'm like, oh, that's what right. That is. So I, so I, I told you, and I'm like, listen, I have to tell you this morning I was working on my dog because Shannon's podcast came out. She's a good friend of mine. She's like an animal communicator. Listen to the podcast. It's awesome. And she was talking about EFT. And I was like, I need to work on my dog, Louie, about going down the stairs. And so I was like, okay, let's do some EFT. Da, 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 da. This is going to be easy. And then I start tapping and all of a sudden the tears just came streaming down my my face. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like what happened, Louie? And I just kept like trying to breathe through it. And my heart was actually burning. And then apparently at the same time, Jean was getting blood drawn and she's crying and feeling ridiculous. (laughs) But that's how even my clients, we sync up that day a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. We're all connected and and people don't really understand that, but you and I, we get to see it every single day play out. And and that's why we don't push our wills on other people, right? We just are like, Hey, this is my truth. If it resonates with you, great. If it doesn't do you, it's okay. I don't mind because I don't want anybody telling me I can't live my truth. Right. Right. And there's a lot of that lately now, especially with there's such polarity happening with the diversity of views. And I see from a spiritual aspect, you know, from kind of like a spiritual war aspect of light versus dark and the dark, we've been living in the dark ages for eons. And as this new light is coming in, it's really asking for this unification. That's part of the ascension process is oh, a unification. I love it. It right? Me I know it's just idea so good. Is, like if people ever <laughs> understood that we are really one. I know. And you'd stop kind of having this adversity that, that happens, but I was tuning into how this, this aspect of polarity is playing out and how the dark is trying to kind of continue to kind of pin people against each other. If you look at each side of the spectrum of people's belief systems currently, it's very, very solidified. There is no changing their minds on both sides, but they both want the same thing. They both want safety. They both want their loved ones to be safe. They both want the science to come out. They both want the truth, you know, both sides. So it's like, if both sides are seeing the exact same thing, we're already one. (laughs) We're just operating from this place of polarity based on belief. Mm -hmm. But if you can come from a place of your heart space and compassion and love and trust that everybody is exactly where they need to be right now, and it's like it it frees you from that that need to try to control someone else. Because I see control coming from a place of fear. 
Mm-hmm. When people are feeling out of control of their external world, totally. they're much more likely to try to gain control by trying to change things outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. But if they go within and say, okay, this is an intense time. Everybody's going through this craziness. How can I get a grip of my emotions? How can I start to feel safe again? How can I start to feel secure within my own world and my own orbit and work there? Then that will change this entire polarity of what we're going through. And it will continue to increase the light and the love and the compassion on this planet. So that's Let's what just I really pause right there. That was beautiful. I just, I need to pause. That was, I just want to take yeah. that in and I want everybody else to take it in. Yeah. Into their hearts. <clears throat> I couldn't agree more. I, I just want everybody to realize that we all want the same thing. And yeah. we are one. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. There was something that came to me for me to mention when you were talking. On the podcast, we definitely talk about the parasympathetic versus the sympathetic nervous system and how important mm-hmm. it is to recognize which one you're in because sinking into your heart isn't that easy or mm-hmm. it actually is probably, I, I would say, impossible if you are in fact, because you're not supposed mm-hmm. to be like, oh yeah, <laughs> we smell the flowers. <laughs> yeah. Like, this feels really good. No, you're like, I'm going to die. I better run. <laughs> and in fact, actually at that time, we don't even kill cancer cells if we had them or anything else. Like it's just not something that we're meant to do. And so sinking into our heart has been really, really difficult with all the fear that's been placed in this world around Mm -hmm. us everywhere. Even people who we thought were safe aren't necessarily safe because their feelings might be different than ours. It becomes like almost like, hey, what do you think? You know, without (laughs) like really finding out too much. And then you're just like, okay, maybe I'll go to the next one. Like a a bee pot going to different flowers. (laughs) The thing is, is we're all in this huge field of flowers, you know, and we're all really one. I love, I just love it. You think is going to come of all of this? I think that the light has already won. Yes. And I think that, <laughs> I think we just need to recognize that. But, you know, as, as an energy medicine specialist yourself, we see things long before they play out in this dimension because we mm-hmm. do live in quite a bit of density, right? So we can feel the energy already shifting. We're like, oh, that feels really good up there. And that's why some of us, most of us or whatever, live <laughs> pretty much in the ethers a lot of times because it's nice up there. It's, it's, we're, we're already there in the ethers. But if we can bring that energy in and embody that, we can more readily continue to produce it here in this realm. Mm -hmm. So it is a matter of having patience right now as we're working through this stuff and allowing it to show up in this plane of experience and just remembering We've already won. The light's already won. But I'll say when more light comes in, we're going to continue to see more and more dark. And it's always been here. So don't be freaked out when you start seeing all the lies and the illusions and the darkness and all the crazy stuff that has been hidden. When you start to see that stuff, it's already been there. You've already been living next door to it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't change your life just by finally having awareness of its existence. So remember that as these things continue to come forward, but go, okay, so now we can see it, which means now it's ready to be healed because right. things don't show up unless they're ready for work to be done mm-hmm. with it. So, okay, great. We're seeing this. That's really horrific. I didn't even know that existed, but okay, what do we need to do? And we can get on and tackle it and continue to clean up. There is going to be a lot of cleanup to do. There's going to be a right. lot of work you know, globally, as well as personally for people. Right, right. Well, I mean, we're all connected. So when we do our inner work, the collective benefits, right? Very true. A lot of people don't really understand this idea of healing the trauma. 
people think, oh, why are you talking about trauma when you want to, you know, be in love and light? But it's like, that's the thing that's like the lead in the balloon that's holding you back. So if you address it and you get rid of it or transmute it because you can't really destroy it, then that's when you find your your greatest healing is when you face that. Mm -hmm. And and I used to be a a healer who was like, I don't look at that stuff, you know, I don't know, like, three years ago, something like that. I was like, I, it's okay. I understand that stuff's there, but I, my focus is over here on just raising the vibration of people and, and, mm-hmm. and teaching them and the ways that they can help to heal themselves. But it, it really, it has to be this tandem effect of like raising mm-hmm. our vibration by looking at the things that are dark. Right. Yeah. Unless you purge that stuff. And a lot of times within the spiritual community, the old spiritual community, there is a thing called spiritual bypassing where if you're, if you're awakened, you're positive all the time. And you know, all this craziness that people try to live by because they think that's what it means, but true awakening, true consciousness is seeing those shadow parts. But I will say to you, the old paradigm was those programs used to run through to say, you don't want to go in that stuff that's dark. That's scary there. Stay away from that. So there is actually a program that has prevented people from going into their stuff or feeling safe to go into their stuff. So all of that as we're moving into the light has been removed. That program is more easily removed from the field. So it doesn't feel so intimidating to get into your stuff anymore because we know that there's nothing dark in there. It might feel hidden or tucked in the darkness, but it's just because it's been rejected and just needs nurturing and healing. So when the more people can understand there's nothing scary in there, it just needs some love. You're like, oh, come here, little peas, you know, come back in and I'll love you back into my experience. That is moving out. Yesterday, I was working with a client and we were tapping because sometimes that's necessary to really activate the body. And I asked this person a question and she just started crying. And I said, well, what is the crying about? She's like, I really don't know. (laughs) Like sometimes we just don't know what the emotion is because it's been stored and tucked away so deep and so far. But when we get that access, we can release it. And then she felt so much better. We're all walking around with those little things inside of us. We haven't done our work. And that's why it's so much easier to be present because unfortunately, those triggers are hijacking us at random moments and we have no clue. Mm -hmm. So when we get rid of those random hijackers, (laughs) uh, then (laughs) we get to be present more. It's just the way it works. And you actually start to see the beauty in life a lot more clearly. Mm -hmm, For sure. Dropping off the stuff, the baggage. Yeah. So I'm curious, what got you into energy healing? Like, first of all, what, what were you doing 20 years ago before you got into all this? I've always been a really sensitive kid. I saw things in our house growing up. I was always connecting with spirits. I had, you know, (laughs) these beings that would sit on the foot of my bed and put their hand on my foot when I was younger. used to freak me out because there was no one there, but it felt nurturing at the same time. It was really confusing. There were weird, like dark things that would come into my experience that used to scare me a lot when I was a kid. So I shut my vision down when I was little because I just didn't want to see them anymore. It just freaked me out so much, you know, and my parents, I mean, my mom was a nun and my dad was a brother and what? they met, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they met through their religious life and their music. They got a dispensation from the Pope to get married. And so they are extremely traditionally Catholic, 
right? <laughs> and so I here I come <laughs> and I'm like, I remember my past lifetimes and you know all these things that they don't believe in. So you want to talk about rejection <laughs> because you're in a household with parents oh that are supposed gosh. to be like your your lead of your life, your guidance, and they don't believe in anything that I'm witnessing or experiencing. So it was really confusing. Dude, so I, if you think <laughs> about how high vibrational they were because they were like serving God, right? You know, mm-hmm. and then that this normally does not happen and they got together and they made you like, which is like this super conscious person. Holy crap. That is really funny. I've never, ever met anybody that, that had that experience. Wow. It was, I mean, the whole life and I channeled the ascended masters and I had an experience with sure, Jesus. Everybody's doing that. Yeah. You know, yeah, well they are, I mean, I'm going to things, but Jesus was, was in the corner of a room and I was training a friend of mine back in 2012 about consciousness and how to tune into her guidance system and all that. There was a presence in the side of the room and I said, tune into that presence. And she says, it starts with a J. And I said, yeah. And I said, tune into what that is. And she's like, is it James? This boy that she liked, I was like, no, think bigger. <laughs> you know, and um, it is an aspect of James. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) So we walked into this energy and it was so intense and saturated that we were both like, Whoa. And we kind of backed up and he said, no, no, come in, come in, come in. He was like coaxing us into this beautiful energy. And you know, those, those little globes, the electric ones that you put your hand on in the the Uh electricity, your fingers. It was sort of like that going through my hands. So we were gifted a new current of healing energy. Oh, wow. And it also rewired my system inside to be able to kind of upgrade to this energy. And he said, throughout the years, who is ever ready for this frequency, you can gift it to them as well. So I've gifted it to several people throughout the, you know, since 2012, almost a decade. This is part of my experience. This is part of my reality. And my dad is coming to me and saying, I'm really worried about your soul. I feel like you're going to go to hell because you're not going to church. I was like, Dad, I literally just had a convo with Jesus like the other day. I'm right. okay. <laughs> like, right. we're good. That's what I, yeah, it's so funny how some people think that we're not into God or Jesus or things right. like that because we're into this. It's just very interesting. It's just a, yet another paradigm that people are trying to squash. Yeah. And I think everybody's in their own individual path, you know, right. but to get back to your question. So I've always been intuitive connecting with the outer realms before I even knew what that was. I shut it down a lot when I was a teenager, got into a lot of rebellious, crazy behavior when I was a teenager. You just- were numbing the information? Yeah, I think I was. And I just felt like I didn't belong here. So I was like, fuck it. You know, I'm just going to have a lot of fun and be really reckless. And just, I just didn't really care to be here because it just didn't feel like I I fit here anyways. So Mm -hmm. I just, I just stopped kind of caring about figuring it out. But then it started to kind of continue to get louder and louder and louder. I guess 97, I started to find energy again and just kind of playing with it. It was a relationship that I was in. I started playing with the energy and just really feeling into his field. And it was just kind of fun. And then in 2000, when I got introduced to Reiki, I was like, holy cow, this is actually a thing. Like Mm -hmm. people, people understand what I've been doing and there's like structure to it and there's information about it. And I was fascinated. Right. I was totally fascinated by that too. I was like, wait, there are more people like that. Right. I know. know. I'm not alone in this crazy planet. Like, oh I know, right? I fit in. Wait, no, I belong. <laughs> I know, I know. It was, it was just, it was so, it made me feel like I had a purpose here finally because there were other people like me. I didn't feel so isolated here. 
And so that started my my healing practice. And then in 2011, I started channeling more just from a really deep meditation that I was in. And when I started to connect with the Ascended Masters, my first conversation was with St. Bridget. And I didn't know who that was at the time. And we dialogued for a long time. But I was so deep in the meditation when I came back into full consciousness, I couldn't really remember all the moving parts of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But what I do remember her saying at the end is you've been reckless and restless your whole life was because you've been waiting for your connection back to us. Like you've been searching for your connection back to us. Oh, wow. Because when I connected with the Ascended Masters again, I was like, oh, my people. <laughs> like right. that's it just felt like home to me. You know, the mm-hmm. guidance and the information and the vibration and the frequency, it just felt like, yes, this is this fits. And how can I come and embody that and bring that here? What am I meant to do with this information here? So that started my channeling for my clients and the guidance that I was receiving and healing people was very different because I had opened that channel to even more information to be able to see more. So my my path and my evolution has just continued to evolve throughout the years, in particular, reflective of my inner work. The more I'm mm-hmm. always in a constant inner work journey, I'm a yep. perpetual student of life, you know, mm-hmm. and the more I learn about myself, the more I can be of service to other people. And that too continues to shift, you know, depending on what, what I need. So I'm just kind of try to follow that as, as guidance. Right. Oh, that's amazing. First of all, wow. <laughs> that whole journey. That is so cool. I love that you're talking and channeling and doing energy work, all of this. We need you so badly on this planet. (laughs) I'm sorry that you've been sick for the last year down and out, but I know that it's for a reason. Yeah. You're working on yourself. You know that it's for a reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, it's it's amazing. So you had mentioned that, you know, you had been doing a lot of inner work and the more that you Mm -hmm. do your inner work, the clearer it becomes to be able to see. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing is like this idea that we go to a trainer who's fit, right? Because mm-hmm. we can tell they know what to do. Right. right so right. like the work that we do is not really visible always. I mean, sort of. I mean, if it's so mm-hmm. I always say like being spiritual is like gaydar. Like I knew I needed to talk to you. Like I just it's yeah. kind of like gaydar or I spiritual R. Yeah. <laughs> let's quote, let's let's call it with some word. Make up our own name. That's right. Yeah. It's like <laughs> we're like, oh yeah, that's I know her. And I'm sure I've known you for many lifetimes, but and probably you've been hanging out on the ethers, and certainly this morning we were while well, we were having coffee. I was having coffee. That's the thing is like, we need to experience what it's like to have to move through those traumas. Mm-hmm. And and when I was on my back this weekend, you know, like staring at the ceiling being like, what the F? I was like, oh, you guys are asking me for yeah, the next level of like, knock the door down coming mm-hmm. out. Like, I swear, I talk about yeah. this on the podcast. It is like, so every time that it happens, I'm like, but I just came out like, <laughs> right. in this direction. Like you guys told me and I did it and I'm here, but like, it's just, uh, it's so funny. I'm like, okay, all right, all right, fine, fine. I will come out yet again. And I, I get this image of me like literally kicking down the door and coming out and being like, ta-da. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So here we are and I've been designing season three and what it's going to look like. And I'm really excited to share that with everybody. But we have to go through these transformations in order to help people do their own transformations, right? You know, you can't be this unfit trainer. It has been so awesome talking to you. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience? I feel like it's just really important to continue to come from a space of curiosity, but introspection of self. And I do want to kind of come full circle to something you said earlier about how when we work on ourselves, it really does help the collective. For all of those potential overgivers out there, (laughs) when you give, that 3D giving reaches so far. 
when you give to yourself and you change your frequency, that is exponential. <gasps> oh, I love you. <laughs> so remember that as you're giving and how much efforting you're applying to giving in this realm versus can I take care of my own needs, shift my frequency, and then just tune in to how far that travels and how much of a bigger difference that is making. Because for me, when I, when I understood that, I was like, oh, that gave me such deep permission for deeper level self-care and soul care, because I knew that that was impacting in an even greater way than what I was doing before. So I would say that. I, first of all, that's amazing. Again, it is definitely the, the whole idea of this consciousness scale, you know, raising your vibration. And then that influences so many people around you just by the actual literal vibration of you. But that's something that I've known for a really long time is like this. It's sometimes I just want to call it like a game. The, the game of life is really just how much can you be your authentic self? That's it. And the more that you are your authentic self, the higher your vibration is, but you're still embodied in a human being, you know, human mm -hmm. body. And you, then you raise the consciousness and vibration around of people, those around you, you give people permission to be who they really are. Yes. Yeah. Oh, because we're yeah. very distant from that. And yeah. I will say one more thing too. I Please don't think do. we're Facebook friends yet, but recently a week ago, I'm on day seven. I decided that I needed even more rest because I started to recognize as I'm feeling better and better, I'm kind of defaulting into the old overworking patterns. And I decided it's time to reestablish a new pattern. And so I've been intentionally focusing on what do I need for rest and getting, moving everything off my plate that is not relevant. So like these types of interviews, my clients, my group calls, my kids, of course, but uh, beyond that, I'm not working because as you know, being a business owner, you're always in creation mode. You're always in nurturing mm -hmm. mode. You're always doing something. I'm content creating I'm all these things. And I was like, I need to step off of all of that and just focus back in. And with this focused intention of not day seven, I'm reporting on my Facebook page every single day, the epiphanies and the insights that come through. And it's been so fascinating how, of course, we know everything is changing around me already <laughs> just from focusing more on myself. And the universe will always meet us where we are. So if you want you know, that focused intention, think about what do you really need at a soul level? We're all overworked. We all are excessively doing. How can we focus on just being? And can you, and for me, I need accountability. Otherwise, I'm right back into work mode. <laughs> You know, so that's why I'm posting publicly. But you know, give yourself a time frame of this is you know, if I can focus for this long on this task and just see how much you can create just from focusing on what's really important, as opposed to all the external stuff. And I really think now with all this division that's happening in our planet, to focus out there is serving no one. If we're really going to make real change, we have to change within. That is the work right now. Mm -hmm. So how can you show up and love yourself completely? How can you fully accept yourself and all of your needs? If you need a nap, take a nap. If you're craving a pizza, go get a pizza. Like whatever you need, just do that and see how life changes around you. So that's my little challenge that I'm currently working on. I love it. I definitely agree. I had to actually limit my hours of working because I would just give and give and give. I'm, yeah. I, and I know the the whole lesson of don't try to pour from an empty cup. So I'm pretty good <laughs> at like managing what's in the cup, but 
I just know that I will sometimes default to just overwork, overgiving. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that has been really helpful. And then also making time to play, yeah. checking in with your inner child. I talked about that on another mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Definitely finding out what he or she wants to yeah. do. So big. It's so yeah, big. Having we, a kid is helpful. Yeah, because for sure. They're, they're like, they try to <laughs> coax you into things and you're like, oh, no, no, but I have to work. And then I'm yeah. like, no, stop. Just go right. play. <laughs> it's, you actually are going to do more work <laughs> and, right. and, and add a better quality if you play for a little bit each day, for sure. <laughs> you are such a delight and such a beautiful human being on this planet. Thank you Thank so you. much for everything you've done for the last 20 yeah. years to help raise the consciousness and just being here in general at this very critical time on this planet. Thank you. Back at you. So if you want to know more about Jean, go over to jeanatman.com or her Facebook page. Okay. So you're more on Facebook because I was reading all your beautiful yeah. posts. She is a beautiful writer. You are very, you. you say things the way that I would want to say them, <laughs> but it would probably take me like seven hours to write it. My wife's always like, Amy, just send it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Try like, for B minus work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, but that's not the vibration of what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> so thank you for doing that for me. I definitely want to just like, share everything that you've got on there. Anywhere else they find out more about you other than just going to your website? Probably the website's the easiest way because I've got some paid as well as free content that they can find on there. So that's probably the easiest place to send people. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much for being a guest. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. content provided by Amy Stark and or her guests on the Stark Transformation Show website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats are created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist. 